Hello and welcome to this podcast. We want to update you on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the propylene market and the Argus 10-year outlook for propylene. Propylene market update is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy commodity market information. My name is Sarah Ray and I'm the global lead for our propylene service here at Argus. Here with me today is Becky Zhang. Becky, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Becky. I'm an all of Fame specialist and ed editorial manager based in Shanghai, China. Nice <laughs> to see you today. Yeah. So this time last year, Becky, we, the pandemic was just starting and we were, had a really cautious outlook for the propylene, both in terms of growth and the impact of new capacity coming along. We're now working on our next iteration of the annual, so our 2021 annual, and I think it's worth looking back to see what we thought last year and, and what's changed. Certainly from a GDP point of view, uh, last year we were looking at an average global growth rate of 0.5, and normally what happens with propylene and propylene derivatives is they follow GDP. This really wasn't the case last year, so we saw a much better uh, uh, recovery and growth for propylene and its derivatives compared to GDP. The new outlook is up to 5.3 going forward. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that we think that impacts on the propylene derivatives as we go on. The other assumption we made was that, co that, that COVID would delay projects and derivative growth would be limited. So, Becky, China was the first into the pandemic and the first to emerge. How did the supply and demand, particularly for the key derivatives in 2020, develop? Yeah, the first quarter last year, demand was really impacted by the shutdowns and the measures taken to control the virus. Refineries was uh, was was very low, and, and that has also reduced propylene production. And some Asian crackers, they also cut down their, their uh, operations. But there was a strong recover, uh, recovery after March onwards. There was a strong demand in PPE masks, both for local demand and also for exports. And construction and uh, automotive sectors also picked up from mid of the year. And uh, that has further boosted demand for propylene. And I think besides domestic demand, uh, from the late third quarter and fourth quarter, the, the strong recovery of demand from Western countries, Europe and US, has also driven up the demand for, for the PP exports from China, particularly in the applications like auto, electronics, home appliance and packages. So right. we, we had, yeah, we had anticipated a, a demand growth for PP of less than 5% before uh, when we do the, when we did the 2020 uh, forecast, but in reality, it was above 10% now, as we see. Wow, wow, 10%, mm -hmm. that's amazing. And do you can think that's going to continue into 2021? Mm, I think that will also depend on the develops of how pandemic it is. Uh, but I do think 2021 is going to be another strong year. Uh, and after that, demand might come back, slow down and back towards a normal level. Uh, the reason I think that 2021 will be another strong year, because a lot of construction projects just, just kicked off last year, 
when the government uh, impl implemented st stimulus policies in spring season. And a lot of these projects are under construction right now. And uh, also, uh, we do expect the recovery of travel and also transportation entertainment sectors after pandemic, likely later this year, that will boost another round of demand for consumption plastics. And also, uh, with the recent interruption of the pet can uh, plants in the, in the US after freezing weathers, I think the needs for propylene and propylene derivatives have become even stronger. And China is now being uh, the lowest prices in in the world and there there are also a lot of new capacities and i do think that china will be a, a very good import source for the us uh, for for propylene derivative as well uh, across maybe first quarter and even extended to the second quarter and also i think us and europe are structurally short for propylene and derivative because the the crackers in the western countries are going uh, for lighter cracker feed in the previous years where when the prices were high and and so the demand for propylene and even derivatives I think will persist even after the pandemic yeah right I agree with you I mean you talked there a little bit about the the, the freezing weather in the US and that's really been a feature over the last couple of weeks and in a major disruption to, to the operations out there. But, you know, it goes back on propylene. Propylene was already in, in short in the US before the storm hit. Uh, there was operational issues that you had ethane as a preferred feedstock over ethylene. Uh, they had really good demand and they were sitting on, with low refinery rates, they were sitting on 17-year stocks uh, uh, in terms of a low level. Um, and I think, you know, that's really important in the U.S. because they get some more than 50 percent of their propylene comes from that refinery base. But because of all that, now they've had this storm as well. This will all take time to resolve. And, you know, I would expect to see U.S. prices staying elevated in the in the global market for, for weeks, if not months, uh, as we go forward and they try to recover and refill the supply chain. So. You know, and I suppose you're feeling those ripples in into into China, Becky, as you said. It's you're seeing continued good demand and a real rebound after the Chinese New Year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, coming from coming back from the Lunar New Year holidays, the prices are already were already likely to rise, and oil prices yeah. were also higher. So I think that the U.S. situation has exaggerated that increase, along with a lot of maintenance just happening in Asia right now. So, yeah, I agree. It might take some time, but prices will readjust. Yeah, they will. And when they readjust, I think they'll readjust quickly in the States. Typically, they, they come down quickly as they, to an extent, went up quickly at the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. So coming back to the annual, when we were working on it last year, Another thing we expected that because of the measures you need to take to protect workforces and the caution out there, that there would be delays on some of the projects. Now, that's been the case in some regions. So in the US and in Europe, we've seen some projects delayed. We've seen um, certainly maintenance slowed down and delayed. How about China? Um, it's amazing. I, I really didn't see much delays in China. In <laughs> fact, a lot of projects have been completed more quickly than, ex uh, than expected. And startups have been managed also on time. 
It's incredible, isn't it? Um, and in terms of new projects, again, elsewhere, we've seen some delays. We saw the and some cancellations. One of the Chinese PDHs has been cancelled. Uh, delays on the Baruj project, the Dangote refinery in, in Nigeria is, is late coming on. Uh, the INEOS PDH in Antwerp has been delayed as well. Have you seen any slowdown in new projects in China? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, we have just reviewed all the capacities for 2021 and there are plenty of new projects. Compared to our last uh, capacities we put together last year, there is an additional 1 million ton in 2021. And the big difference in 2022 and 2023, uh, we, we have additional 6 million tons of capacities uh, in 2022 and a further additional 7 million tons in 2023. And the majority is from China and mainly from the PDH projects. Gosh. That's really a lot, a lot of new capacity coming on. So even though we've seen stronger growth on PP, we can see even stronger growth on the addition of new capacity. So for the potential for the market to get go longer once we get past the the effects of COVID are still there. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So there seems to be a, still a huge appetite to build PDH in China. Um, is there any concern about availability of propane because all of your propane is imported? Yeah, the industry do have such concerns because China import uh, most of, uh, I think the propane is mostly imported from Middle East and the US. Yeah, and uh, with such huge, massive new capacities coming on, China's reliance on imported LPG uh, will, be, will be even bigger, higher. And with the, the PDH-based propylene capacity representing uh, around maybe 17% of the global capacity in by the time 2023, I think maybe probably PDH affordability to propane will set the floor of global propane prices in the future. Right. So even if propane prices went up, then yeah. they have to make money because we need that capacity to run. You're, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Another thing we saw in the um, in the in the annual last year, and I think this has been accelerated by the COVID, is the impact and the evolution on the refinery sector. Uh, we expected to see this to some extent because the use of fuels. Um, there's a big green agenda out there in certain regions and more in others. Um, and in certain regions, it's a really important source of the propylene. So in the US, it's more than 50% of propylene. In India, it's above 80 to 90% of all the propylene produced. Uh, and in Europe, it's about 25%. And I think we're seeing an acceleration of, of refinery rationalization of the older, simpler units uh, potentially getting closed and investments in biorefineries which don't have propylene on them. Has there been a similar trend in China or you're not seeing that? Uh, there was some reduction of operation last uh, last year, early last year, but there was a, a quick recovery of the rates back, and now it, it backs to normal. But we, but there is more investments we, we do see, uh, not only in China, also in Korea. We, we do see a lot, a lot of uh, refinery are moving towards PetCam. To, because PetCam has a higher netbacks uh, compared with refinery in the previous years as well. And in China, we see a lot of new 
projects uh, are refinery and pet camp inter integrated, like the Shandong Luqing, Hua Tai Shenfu, and Sinopec Anqing, and uh, Li Huayi, a lot of a lot of new projects. They are built and integrated to the existing resources from refinery, right? Like they use the refinery uh, fuel residue fuel oil and they use refinery off gas to produce uh, pet cam uh, products. So these are another route to for propylene and propylene derivative production in the future. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a trend we see elsewhere where we see um, traditional oil companies looking for new revenue streams and engaging more with the the, the petrochemical sector. Um, examples would be sort of OMV merging with Bore, more strongly with Borealis, um, SABIC merging more strongly with, um, with, with Aramco. And I think there's another trend with some of the oil companies moving towards uh, biorefinery and away from uh, traditional routes. So a lot going on certainly in the refinery sector, yeah. Yeah. So, Becky, you were going to sum up for me because we were coming towards the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah, to sum up, uh, the main differences as we start the 2021 10-year global propylene balance are petchem, uh, petrochemical have outperformed the GDP figures we had in 2020, with PP, the largest propylene consumer, uh, growing by 10% in China and significantly also in other regions. And there was some uh, slowdown and reappraisal of projects in some regions, but China continues to invest, particularly in PDH sector. Yeah. Yeah. And because of this continued investment in propylene and PP, we still see capacity additions growing faster than consumption growing. And that's despite the really massive growth in uh, PP growth in, in 2020 and 21. Yeah. Yeah, and finally, the refinery sector is going through a very tough period and there is likely to be significant rationalization, especially in some regions. Right. Yeah. OK. Becky, I know we have to draw to a close now. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time and thank you everyone out there for listening. For more information on Argus propylene and polymers product range, please visit ArgusMedia.com. Great. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Becky. See you yeah, soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs>